Well, hey there, and welcome to the Run and Resist podcast. Uh, my name is Garrett, uh, and I'm going to be kind of helping to run through this thing, kind of walking the journey along with uh, Pastor Ethan as we walk into this conversation. And, and the hope is for today's episode, our first episode as we jump into this conversation, is to kind of lay the groundwork for where we're going to be going through uh, these upcoming episodes as we walk into this conversation. And all that means is that we're going to be kind of saying, what does it mean when we say run and resist? What is the whole point of of, of that title, of this whole idea, and what we'll be talking about here on the podcast, as well as the conversations we're going to be having in person on Sunday nights with our young adult group. So hang out if you're on your drive, wherever you're at, excited to be able to jump into this conversation and have you guys tag along for it. So here we go. All right, here we are, Ethan. Back at it, man. Back in the studio. Back in the stew, man. I had a friend once call it a stew instead of a studio. That's so, disgusting. So we're that the- sounds really <laughs> gross. <laughs> so we're here, and we're, we're back in the podcast game. So it, this is fun. It, Ethan and I, if you guys have been around Young Adults for a while, used to do a podcast. Well, it's still up. Yeah. Um, but we're, we're running with a, a, a new thing. We're, we're doing some new stuff. But like for those of you guys who don't know us or are just finding this, you know, who knows? You could be from Australia listening to this for some reason. We got the internets. The- the internets. There's, the internets. there's plural internets. Yes. But directly Multiple. this is for the young adult group on yeah. Sunday nights. Uh and and so I think it's fun though. Like let's 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 do this. Ethan, I just want to know a little bit about you, just very, you know, quickly. There's some big stuff happening in your life specifically. Yeah. So you are gonna be a dad two point oh. Two point two point oh. Yeah. Mm. So two two kids on the way. Woo. So yeah. Uh so right now it's roughly uh just few weeks out that i will hopefully be a dad and so again again so my my little son is denver he's 10 10 months old almost 11 months now and then uh my next son is on the way kimmy and i uh, my wife are very excited and uh just getting ready because we have no idea what two boys less than a year apart is going to yes. be like. Well, you we're know? excited to have your, you know, fatherly wisdom. Oh, I don't podcast. know. I don't know. I'm learning a lot right now. Yeah. Learning a lot. No, it's cool though. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So it'll be good. We're, we're very yeah. excited, but dude, big things happening in your life as well exactly. for the life update. For yes. those who don't know, uh, you are getting married, I am. right? I am. Right. And up here in June. Yeah. In June. Are yes. you guys, how are you and Mackenzie feeling? We're feeling great, man. Yeah. It's exciting to finally be at the point. Anybody who's ever done a wedding and anybody who's thinking about doing a wedding, um, well, I, I'd speak to the people who have had one. You you probably know this. It's, it's a stressful time. There's yes. a lot of things, a lot of stuff. And um, for those who are doing it, don't let that scare you away from it because it's also been like one of the coolest times um, to be able to. So my fiance, Mackenzie, her and I, like we've known each other for uh, almost over 10 years now. Uh, we met each other back in middle school. Dude, and the story you gotta you gotta give like a, a quick so, overview. Yeah, of the basically, story of how all this worked out. <laughs> yeah, so we met each other in middle school. We were doing a drama camp, and um, I remember the first interaction I had with her. I uh, asked to steal her gogurt, and it was beautiful. Um, <laughs> Do so you remember I, what flavor? Um, Just like it was blueberry gogurt or something. It might have been. It might have been strawberry. Was it strawberry? Might have been. I don't know. But it's not that important. Yeah, not that important. <laughs> but we, we've known each other for like, yeah, from then on, we, we both went to the same high school together and stuff like that. We were always like best friends, dated for a little bit Ooh, yeah. in high school as my junior year, her senior year, she's a year older than me. And then I broke things off because I'm an idiot. Um, 
And then we started talking a little bit again later on. But then, like, you know, five full years after we officially dated in high school, we, we you know, started dating again. It was actually after I did a, a concert with a, a friend. I was opening for them. And yeah. I was just praying and hoping, what if she showed up? What if she was here? And she was. And so after that, like, about five months later, we got engaged. And now we're here. And... 71 days exactly as of recording this 71 days 71 days until the wedding until the wedding and so we're very excited wild yeah so it's been cool to get to know her she's my best friend in the whole world that's awesome I love her to death so Mackenzie if you're listening to this I love you (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome we're not here to tell sappy stories although those will probably be involved at some point or another they will they'll have to be exactly but as per the title of this podcast, we're calling this podcast, this thing we're walking through as a group with young adults, Run and Resist. And and this whole episode, this first episode, Ethan and I just really wanted to spend some time to talk to you guys about what that means. Because it's easy to have like a, a quippy title, you know, what's that alliteration with like, you know, like Run and Resist, like, ooh, what are we doing here? Like, but we actually want to break down the heart, the mentality behind what it is that we're actually doing here. And so Ethan, I was wondering if you could explain to us sort of the vision for young adults walking into this year. Um, and how that like uh, is worked into this idea of run and resist. So like, yeah. cast a little bit of the vision for us. Let us into like behind the scenes a little bit. What you know we're trying to do here through the next few months with yeah. young adults. Yeah. So uh, I'm just looking at kind of what we're doing as a church, uh, yeah. and we're moving through through all four all uh, is kind of the vision for the next four years. Mm-hmm. And so for the next year, we kind of want to tandem with that. Uh, in young adults, we want these kind of visions yeah. to hold hands, and uh, some of the way in language we want uh, is this run and resist. And so, uh, we'll explain a little bit more about yeah. what we mean by that. But the the main things within this mm-hmm. uh, vision of through all for all is we want a, a movement of prayer, a culture of discipleship. And a mindset of investment. And he didn't read uh, that off a piece of paper, ladies I, and gentlemen. I didn't. That was that like was, off the top. Didn't break eye contact. Top with of the me. noggin. <laughs> top of the noggin. Noggin's, that was noggin's a funny word. That was impressive. Uh, yeah. So I'm. I'm really uh, as as we move into it as a church, uh, we're just kind of looking at what what are the core things uh, that uh, Jesus seemed to teach about. Jesus seemed to live out. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times we can get clogged up in the mechanics we can get clogged up in um some of the uh just programming or things that we do like we just kind of plug and play on sunday morning and when we boil it down we're looking at these three things this movement of prayer culture discipleship and mindset of investment so uh with young adults how that works in run and resist is uh what's it look like as we follow jesus there's this whole um theme throughout the new testament of this old self uh being uh, deformed kind of getting out of us and forming into the new self and uh just through the the story of the gospel that uh when jesus gets a hold of our life Mm -hmm. uh when god gets a hold of our life in some radical way he starts to form uh, new patterns in us he starts to form new desires in us he starts to form new life in us yeah. uh, versus this old pattern old habits old old desires hmm. type thing yeah yeah that's huge and and this is like for for those of you guys listening we'll break down a little bit of this like this isn't something that we just kind of pulled out of the ether like a lot of this stuff uh actually all of it really comes from like the scripture and what we've seen what we've read about um yeah. and what 
our heart is is like in conjunction with what we're doing as a whole church uh specifically like you know what does it look like to start in young adults um because it's easy to think big picture like oh you know there's all those other people you know who are you know trying to run into discipleship running into prayer running into uh a mindset of like gospel impact or kingdom impact sort of things but what does it look like for us to start like where we're at and the circles we're in to run into that and um Ethan, I'm curious about this. So where where does this show up in Scripture? Where does this yeah. idea kind of come out where Jesus would look at us as his followers and say, yeah, like, I want you to run into something new. So you already started to use a little bit of like that, that language, the old self and new self. Yeah. Where do we find that? Where do we see that sort of idea come out? Yeah, so I uh, Ephesians is a kind of yeah. capstone passage for this, Ephesians 4. Uh, verse 17, uh, Paul's writing this, and he says, so I tell you this, and he's writing this to a group of believers in Ephesus, and he, mm-hmm. he says, and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them mm. due to the hardening of their hearts. So, yeah. What's Paul trying to get at? Let's stop there for just a second, mm. uh, because it's not like Paul's dogging on Gentiles or anything like no. that, but he's trying to describe what uh, people who don't have Jesus, uh, their their yeah. view of life. Because as a follower of Christ and as a uh, believer in God and, and going, man, I believe God kind of made this world happen has a desire and a design for how things work. Yeah. Uh, if I don't live into that, if I swim against the stream of that or against the flow of that, um, uh, I forget one one pastor said, you know, if I go against the grain of that, sometimes you get splinters. Like we yeah. find that yeah. your heart gets darkened, you, you're riddled with anxiety, you're riddled with uh, depression, you, you, you're ignorant on the things of how life works. And so then he goes on to say in verse 19, they've having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to the sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. And they're full of greed trying to yeah. fill themselves to try and figure out what life's about, right? Yeah. That, however, he goes, he kind of takes a turn here, is not the way of life you learned. Right, that when you heard about Christ and you were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, and to be made new in an attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So, I think one of the one of the ways, and this picture I'm sure breaks down at some mm-hmm. point, but uh, concentric circles, if you could imagine, uh, I've, not concentric circles, what's the, uh, what's uh, the Venn diagram. Venn diagram, yes. yeah, two circles. Uh, <laughs> I, I, once I said it, I was I like, knew that's not meant. right, that's not right. Yeah. Uh, but like a Venn diagram where you have the old self is uh, on the one side and the new self is on the other side. And in the middle is the tension. It's the human yeah. experience. It's where that, we find ourselves. Right, yeah. right. As a... When you say yes to Jesus, when you say yes, I believe, and not only just believe like he died for me and mm-hmm. he rose again, but like I believe he's king. Yeah. And if he's king, he's then king over my life. Like right. I'm I'm believing that he's good enough. I'm believing that 
uh, I want to listen to him. I want to fall yeah. into everything that he's about. Right. right. Yeah. Well, you, so that's the tension of the, the old self, new self kind of thing. Exactly. And it's funny, as you were reading that, I pulled up, um, I was thinking about this as we were kind of prepping our conversation. Same guy, Paul, writes yeah. in the book of Philippians, um, and, and he's talking to a group of people, and he says, in chapter three, he says, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so he talks about this idea, and, and in other places we, we hear this idea of like, um, Jesus kind of mentions this idea of like, well, you are in the world, but not of the world. Like he, and his prayer for his people, like, I pray that they'd be here, that they'd be present in this world around them, but they wouldn't be conformed to it, that they wouldn't, yeah. you know, but rather Paul writes in another place that we'd be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of our mind that we'd be brought into something new. And this idea, like all in all, like it, it's a fascinating thing of like, we're, we're strangers, we're foreigners here in this earth. We're caught in this tension of like, I'm in a place that isn't home. And we find ourselves, that tension you're talking about between the new self and the old self is fascinating because it's like, okay, when I say yes to Jesus, it's the language we would use here at Grace, is like when I say yes to Jesus, when I start following him with my life, it's like my citizenship isn't a part of here on earth. And you think about like that like weird, you know, dynamic with citizenship is like, yeah, where I'm from, my home defines a lot of who I am, different cultural things, the language I speak, the way I interact with other people, it it, it shapes a lot of who we are. And so if we say our citizenship, attitudes, exactly. Yeah. Right. And so you see my citizenship is now up here. So it's like Jesus is saying, Hey, there's like, I, like I think Jesus recom- recognizes the the uh, the weird spot we find ourselves in. Like I'm still living in this place, but I have a new citizenship. Yeah, and I'm trying to live into that. And so that looks like yeah. The how do I kill off the old self so that I can adopt this new citizenship, this new identity, this new self. Yes, in Jesus. And, and so yeah, we find ourselves in that tension, and it's uh, it's not necessarily the easiest thing all the time. Yeah, I mean Jesus describes it as you're talking. I'm like Jesus describes. Uh, that and you feel it way different when he's in the Sermon mm. on the Mount. Like he's teaching yes. some of his most core teachings. He's like, uh, hey, if you uh, murder somebody, mm. that's sin. We all know that. Yeah. But actually, if you hate somebody within your own heart, you've yeah. done the same thing. Right. And you're like, oh man, that describes the old self to me. If, yeah. if I've looked at a woman and had the thought of like, man, I'd love to sleep with her. Yeah. That's like the lust that he talks about. That's yeah. like, yeah, that's committing adultery within your own heart. Right. It's that tension. And it goes beyond just the actions of the outside. It goes to the inside because a lot of people, um, it's easy for anybody to show up to church, do the good things, you know, all that sort of stuff, but to go beyond just like not acting in a manner as a, because I think a lot of people even view church this way. Yes. They say, well, I just got to be a good person on the outside, you know, don't smoke, don't like, you know, go get drunk, don't go do like cuss out, like all these people. Like, it's like, yeah, don't do those things. But okay, where is that coming from? Is that coming from just a place of the outside, the the outer self is like looking fine while the inside is slowly falling yes. away. It's like, no, I want this, this idea of the old self versus the new self, it starts at our very core of like Jesus wants to like kind of clean up the very deepest parts of us. Like you said, it's like, yeah, you cannot kill somebody, but do you look at somebody and even hate them? It's like, yes. well, that, that becomes less of an outward action where I'm not going to like kill somebody, but on my inside of my heart, do I kill them already? And in, in the deep parts of my heart and what I, how I view and see people. And that's, I think uh, you're exactly right. Is that's the the beauty of um, the beauty and the the toughest part of following Jesus mm. is like 
it would almost be easier if it was like um, morality management or something like <laughs> yeah. that, where you're like, yeah. let's just kind of figure out and uh, do some life hacks to tweak and fix my life. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, as you continue to follow him, yeah. uh, he wants to get way more core. Yeah, Like there's things in your, in your heart, what scripture would call the heart, the core of who you are, your identity. Mm-hmm. Um, that Jesus wants to tackle. That's why Paul's like, your citizenship's in heaven, right? Because he's like, your your identity is totally different now. It's a it's way deeper than just like that surface level of yes. like, we got to clean up these yeah. little areas or whatever the case yeah. is. Um, I was thinking uh, some some of where it starts is. Uh, so it's all you, you find it all throughout the old the New Testament, mm. uh, the the new self, the old self, that tension in that language. Yeah. But then you find themes of it that maybe Paul or uh, John and and others use different language for it. Right. So Paul in Galatians he talks about Galatians five where he's like, I want you to walk in the Spirit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And not gratify the desires of the flesh. It's that walk in this new self that's mm-hmm. guided by the Spirit and not led by your flesh. Yeah. But in Galatians 1, which I think is so important to like understand where he goes for Galatians 5, he talks to them and he opens with this. He opens in Galatians 6 uh, and 7. He says, I'm astonished that you guys are so quickly deserting the one who called you to live in the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel, which is really no gospel at all. Evidently, some people are throwing you into confusion and are trying to pervert the gospel of Christ when, yeah, he's like, yeah, not, not holding any punches. No, back. he's not mincing words. Yeah. yeah. But I think there's, uh, to start to just lay the basis is hmm. similar to what you said on your citizenship. You, you got to listen to a new script and, and yeah. the script is, uh, the, that new life tells a story. Hmm. It's not just your old life tells a story. <laughs> and these two stories is what we live into. Like we live, we live out words. We live out yeah. stories. Um, if somebody tells me that they don't believe in me when I was a kid, then I'm going to believe. Sometimes I, that can take root in my life yeah. in a way that I live unbelievably, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't believe in myself, right? right. Um, and so there's we live into words. We live into stories. And what Paul's getting at is you, you've forgotten the story that you live by, which is the gospel. And the gospel says it's all it's it's grace, it's truth smashed together, and so it's this beautiful um, life that starts to cultivate in us when we start to surround our minds, surround our thoughts, get it somehow core in our identity, where uh, we just come to the story and we start living out the story of yeah. the gospel. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious about this, Ethan. Within this whole conversation, um, you know. I, I think about this, the title of this thing, what we're calling this, Run and Resist. Yeah. Run and Resist. Um, we talk about the old self and the new self, and uh, I, I, I want you to kind of help put some skin on this thing. So, like, for the person listening, it's like, okay, old self, new self, like, walking in the spirit versus gratifying the flesh, all this sort of stuff, like, very, you know, like, biblical, like, ideas, and we put our own sort of language to it, yeah. the idea of run and resist. So, how does that play out? Where did, where did we kind of like go to land with that being our, uh, 
our almost definition for where we're wanting to go as a group. So like explain this idea of running and resisting almost. Yeah. So more that language the, of the running. Yeah. Resisting. Yeah. So how did we come to kind of settle on that being the language that we use? Yeah. So there's this, uh, little book, uh, Maybe not so little. It's a yeah. decent sized book. Yeah. But uh it's worth the read if you if you like reading. But mm-hmm. Beautiful Resistance. John Tyson wrote it. And it's this I he gets this idea. He opens kind of the book mm-hmm. uh talking about Bonhoeffer. Mm-hmm. And Bonhoeffer, if you don't know who that is, he was uh in the nineteen thirties, uh during World War Two, mm-hmm. kind of during that time, uh Hitler and the Nazi regime was starting to form, grow, and gain lots of traction. Yeah. And there's a story that he opens with in there where Bonhoeffer was a follower of Christ and was just seeing the church get wrapped up in this uh, this cultural, this political yeah. agenda of the, the Nazi regime and not like he was concerned. It, like he mm-hmm. lo- started looking around at the church and was like, what are we going to do here? Yeah. And so he formed like this underground seminary. Mm. And he had students and he had followers and he just, he went like hardcore. Like, yeah. uh, and he's got books that he wrote during that time to like describe some of what that uh, seminary looked like, the cost of discipleship, yeah. life together. Yeah. Um, Dietrich Bonhoeffer is a great person yeah. to read. You yeah. Know, outside of this book, like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to be mined there. Oh, a lot yeah. Of good stuff. Yeah. And so at this time, uh, Tyson in his book, he he's opening up and kind of describing even uh, some of where he he wrote it in I think nineteen or twenty somewhere in there, yeah. where he was seeing some of this uh, same cultural trends that mm-hmm. uh, Bonhoeffer was seeing in the thirties, yeah, uh, where there's uh, so many things the church is getting wrapped up in, we're missing the main thing, yeah, right? and so he he's laying out kind of the vision for the book, and he talks of this moment where Bonhoeffer had another guy, uh, I think, uh, I forget his name. He, he came down from Berlin. He was kind of a historian yeah. and a writer, author, uh, and was kind of skeptical of like Bonhoeffer mm. and his ideas because he's like, dude, you're taking this, you're taking this Jesus thing a little bit too serious. Like, come on, let's, let's pump yeah. some brakes on this. Like what, uh, I'm all for like he, he wasn't necessarily against the gospel or Jesus, yeah. or, but he just thought, man, Bonhoeffer, you're going to the like the spiritual extreme here. Like, why do we need to go that much? And so Tyson in his book, he just describes the moment when Bonhoeffer uh, offered for him to get in a boat together mm. and they they row across the river. And as they row across the river, they come to the other side and they climb up this hill. And over the hill, they look down and they see uh, the Nazi planes flying in, Nazi planes taken off. Uh, Mm. They see soldiers, and the way they describe it is like ants in formation, learning and growing. And Bonhoeffer uh, said to this guy, he said, um, something to the effect, I'm going to kind of mess some of it up. he, He says, to the effect of this, he said, these men, these young Germans are being formed and trained in a way of corruption and evil. Hmm. And he and he looked at uh, this uh, guy from Berlin, and he said, if we are to stand against that, we have to be stronger than hmm. that. And so that's why he's like, no, I, I think the spiritual extreme that you're saying, he's like, this is the need that we have. Yeah. And it's this powerful story. You, just, uh, you can almost just visualize it in your mind's eye of, this all playing out and 
then Tyson kind of runs into this, which we're taking some of the thoughts from that. Yeah. But um, is what's what's what are things that we need to resist in yeah. our old selves that are being corrupted? Uh, the, the thoughts, the desires. So, so we already said a few. There's hate in us. There's lust in us. There's bitterness in us. There's anger in us. There's fresh uh, anxiety in us. Mm-hmm. There's different things that our old self would lean to and cling to yeah. right and we need to resist that and run into the yeah. new self that jesus deeply desires for us that's found in the gospel it's not right. found in anything else so we run into forgiveness what f- does that forgiveness look like well it looks like what jesus did on the cross for us we run into love we want to become people of love well what's that look like it looks like jesus found at the cross the way and the extent that he right. loved us well we need to run into uh, abiding and being with god well what's that look like it looks like jesus when he lived his life mm. he took moments to step aside to abide to be uh, with the father and so um, that's the the running we want to run into that we want to resist the uh, old self and the old uh, ways of thinking, desires, habits, yeah. patterns, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge, man. And I think it's so um, pertinent to, to where we find ourselves, especially like talking to like like our young adult group. I think about this, like the the conversations I have on Sunday nights, I know you have them too. And, stuff, and what we see is like uh, we oftentimes, I always like talking about cultural questions and like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we're talking about on Sunday night, like, okay, what does this look like for people? And it's funny because like I always mention how much I love the culture questions to where I think it's becoming a bit of a meme. But it's it's true because there's something helpful to be able to look around the world around us the same way like you mentioned Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Like take a scan of the world around us. Mm. Um, and, you know, people always go straight to like, like social media. Whatever. Yeah, for sure. Like the, those different things, what we listen to, where we're at, what podcasts we listen to, what, you know, wherever we get our information from. And it, it can start to form you into where we're going. And, and the world we live in, we don't have to work to to like uh, to run into the world that's around us. We're we're encapsulated in it. Mm. We're we're totally surrounded in it. Yeah, you're in a training program. You are, whether you signed up for it or not. Right. Really. And so to 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 go and and follow Jesus means to go upstream. Yeah. It means to run the other way because the 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 crazy thing about what Jesus did, we we say this here at Grace is like this idea of like he uh, he came to usher in this upside down kingdom. That the world we have, we see it as upright, as being the right way round, because that's what we know. That's what we're used to. And Jesus says, actually, no, you have everything backwards. Let me flip the picture upside down yeah. for you. And we see its beauty. We see it's like, wow, there's something to be desired there. But it's hard for us to almost like readjust and to yeah. run into that. And it's easy to want to kind of run the the picture back the other way. And so to be able to run into it, like it, it requires like, yeah, I need to, this is a conscious effort to run into this. Like yeah. following Jesus, like is something that requires an amount of like effort in it to like be able to like resist the world around us, which is so easy to fall into. And so I love that sort of terminology that we've been using and even yeah. coming out of beautiful resistance. And like we said, it's like, we're not going one for one with what he's saying and, but, um, and John Tyson and his book, but I think it's a, a, a cool like platform to run into some of these conversations and these different topics that we want to tackle. Yeah. Um, 
And, and so, uh, I don't know, Ethan, just give us a few, like, I mean, we don't have to give an exhaustive list, yep. but like almost just a few, like, where are we running in terms of like, uh, some different areas that we want to touch on some different like topics that we want to run into. And some of these we've already talked about on yeah. Sunday nights. If you guys have been a group, um, we'll continue to talk more about them, but yeah, like what, what are some of the things that we're looking to get, like give some tangible, like, Hey, we're going to run into this while resisting that. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. So the the new creation's taking place, right? right? Like when when we say yes to Jesus, mm. new creation. Yep. Old things have passed away, and so yeah. that's that's the tension that we are living in. And so, all of this is uh, living out who Jesus already said I am at when He uh, gives me the new identity, the yeah. citizen of heaven, the yeah. the things at the cross. So I'm just living out who I am, and I'm resisting. Uh, who I'm not, but who I was, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so the the things we want to run into, we want to run into like a, um, we said this, we want to run into abiding versus uh, we want to, we if we run into abiding, we must resist uh, the Sunday mentality yeah. where it's like I show up on Sunday and that's my faith uh, shot for the week and yeah. I'm going to hold out until next week then I'll get another shot. And right. It's like, that's not going to work in the cultural uh, context that we're in because we're being inundated with information um, and we're being trained right in mm-hmm. a certain way uh, we want to run into uh, peace and resist anxiety right yeah that uh, we want to run into um, forgiveness and resist bitterness and the more we do that uh, I think Tyson's book really comes to life in the just the title is it's this beautiful resistance it's it's a um, beautiful, attractive life that starts to form mm. because you see people like this and you, you question them. You're like, dude, why are you so at peace when everything's going <laughs> awry? Yeah. You know? yeah. Why, why are you not angrier at them? Because I know the extent of what they did to hurt right. you. Right. 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 And there's a, there's a attractiveness to that. There's a, there's a security in that, that you're, that I think, um, Jesus, once we flip that kingdom upside down, once we understand the upside down kingdom Mm -hmm. and people live into that, it starts to draw, it starts to ask questions. Uh, I think Paul says it in one of the Timothys that uh, you live a life in order to beg question, that begs a question of what the hope Mm. is that you have within you. Yeah. And uh, so that's, those are the topics. We want to kind of take some slices out of, What's the old self? What's the new self that we're, Mm. what's the old self, the slice of that, that we want to resist? What's the new self, the slice of that, that we want to run into uh, throughout the course of the year together and throughout the podcast together that we can kind of flesh it out a little bit more, talk about it more. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. And the, the fascinating thing with this is like, um, to see the way in which, uh, these different uh, examples of like running and resisting, like show up at different areas in our life at different points in our life. Yeah. And um, one of the fascinating things with this podcast, so some of like the hope in this kind of give a taste where we're going over the next few of these um, is wanting to, to sit down and talk with people about this. Uh, Ethan, I love talking with you and I hope you enjoy talking with me. I love talking with you, Gary. (laughs) But, but we, we want to even like kind of broaden the circle a little bit, invite some people into these conversations, people who uh, are, 
both younger, like I think some of like you guys, a part of like the young adult group on a Sunday night, um, like we want to invite some of you guys into these conversations, not because we think you have all the answers, uh, not because of all that, but because you're walking in the midst of this. And, and we almost want to sit down and just say, hey, what does it look like as a young adult to walk in this yes. at the season of life? Like what, what are the challenges that you're facing? What are the things? And then, okay, give an opportunity for some of us to even look and be like, oh, you're run- like, that's difficult for you too. Yeah. Like, or and yeah. even just to, to kind of workshop, okay, then what does it look like at this stage of life we're in um, to run into what's new? Um, and then we also want to take the time to sit down and walk through some of these topics and invite in some more uh, seasoned uh, followers of Jesus. So yeah. people who have been uh, following Jesus for probably as long as I've been alive yes. even. Um, and and the, the beautiful thing about like the um, the people we have here at Grace is like there's many people here that I've had the privilege, I know Ethan, you've had the privilege of having awesome conversations with. And uh, I think about like the amount of times I've talked with people and heard parts of their story. I'm like, I want to like share this with everybody around me. And so we want to create an environment to invite some people into the conversation for you guys who are listening to hear from them and take in some of their wisdom. Cause again, they're not doing it perfectly um, yet. They have experience. Yeah. They spent their whole life resisting certain things, running into things as they followed Jesus. Exactly. The gospel narrative within their life. Yep. And and they've walked through the craziness of young adulthood. Yeah. And you know, it's one of those things we want to be able to sit and, and, and ask and kind of, uh, take in what we can and learn from that. So we yes. have like the two perspectives, like, yeah, what does it look like for a young adult in the midst of this? And then kind of work together, workshop it a little bit. Like, okay, what do we do? And then sit down with somebody who's been doing it for a longer amount of time and, and ask questions to lean in and, and, and see the ways in which God's been faithful in other people's lives yes. and, and how we might be able to run into that. And that's that's one of the main hopes of this podcast and then have that work in conjunction with Sunday nights uh, when we sit down sometimes and we'll, we'll have these larger conversations around round tables and and, and and the ultimate hope is to, um, as we've been talking about, like using different like ideas from scripture is like, how do, how do we best throw off the old self? How do we yes. resist the things of this world, the tension that we're living in and, and, and run into what Christ has for us as new creations? Like, yes. how do we do that? And, and, and I think what's wise in all this is just like pulling from as many sources as we can, people who follow Jesus, yes. who are seeking to follow him. Uh, and then, you know, running into the ultimate truth of what we find in scripture. And so the hope is to do that together and make this an open conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I, we've said this before, but right now most of us are in our twenties. Uh, most of you guys are figuring out late teens, early (laughs) twenties. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of us have great hopes for one day, what we're going to do. Yeah. And that is great. I'm not against that. You should dream big. I'm all about it. Like, uh, I love hearing people's dreams about stuff they're, they they want to do. Like, yeah. we want to have this career. We want to have this kind of home. We want to have this family. Mm. We want to make... And we start dreaming about what we're going to do. And I think yeah. the fatal flaw is nobody thinks about who they be, are going to become. Mm. And so yeah. over the course of... Yeah, in our 20s, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but when we're in our 30s, when we're in our 40s, when our, uh, we're in our 50s, 60s, we become somebody because we're inundated in a world. Yeah. And a lot of times we wake up, uh, my fear is that we'll wake up then and go, wow, this is who I've become. Yeah. And, and I become bitter. I become more angry. I become, and not that the gospel does not have the power to transform that, mm. but what would it look like now if that work started happening in mm. us as a group, then we'd wake up in our 40s in our 50s in our 60s 80s one day 
And I think when you see it in our in our church and in the body of Christ as a whole, there are people who've been following Jesus who have been apprenticing under him for like 40, 50 years. Yeah. And they, they have what I would just sum up as a beautiful life. Yeah. And I want that. I, right. I desire that. And I'm like, yeah. man, there's so much. I focus on what I'm doing. And I don't focus on who I'm becoming. And yeah. So that's kind of the hope yeah. overall for the podcast uh, as, as we run into this. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I, really... I am as well, man. And, and, and here's, the, uh, here's the hope that as a, as a community, as a group, um, we do the, the things we talked about as we like, run into this, that like, we learn what it means to build a culture of discipleship moving to prayer and even just like create a, a mindset of like gospel impact in the midst of that. And I, and I think one of the great starting places for that is learning how to like run into the life that Jesus is calling us to, to resist the one that is probably easier to fall into. And, and, and so as we do this, as we run into this, like as a community, as a group, as, as a church as a whole, it's like, I know my prayer is that Jesus would get the glory that Jesus would show up in our lives and that we'd look back on like the season that we're in like when we are at that point like 30 40 years down the line and say I didn't do everything right but yet God was faithful in it and we learned yes. we grew and and that's the hope so we're excited to run in this conversation y'all It'd be awesome it's exciting so tune in whenever the next episode drops uh, and, and we'll we'll have some fun along the way all right Beautiful. All right. We'll talk to you guys on the next one.